Hello. Welcome to the most fabulous episode ever of Retail Nightmares. I am your co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. My co-ghost, Alicia Tobin. Hello. 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 We have a fabulous guest with us tonight. Her name is Courtney Ewan. She is a musician. She's a business co-owner and plant person. Uh, fabulous sweater wearer, fashionista. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. 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 Bienvenue au podcast. Oui, Thank podcast. you. On va jouer podcast. On va jouer. Oui. Avec un podcast. C'est une blague. Oui. <laughs> Uh, that's Then creme de caramel. <laughs> creme de cacao. Ooh. I have some of that in my freezer. Yeah? Yeah, I bought like a bottle of creme de cacao and peppermint schnapps. Is that mm. how you make something called a polar bear? Oh, or is maybe. it a grasshopper? Oh, well, that sounds like a thing that I like. I, I like grasshopper it. pot. Yeah. Pot? Grasshopper pie. Grasshopper's pots. I was like, is that a weed strain? <laughs> um, the Astoria around Christmas time was doing an after eight shot. And that mm. it was just those two things. And I was like, this is great. I want to make it at home. And now I have two giant bottles. Okay. When I was a, well, I'll talk about this in a bit. But when I was a 16 year old bartender. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I actually knew how to make was called a polar bear. And I'm pretty sure it was just equal parts. Those things. Chocolate and then, oh, did you put a yeah. Whopper in it? No. Okay. It was way too low budget place for Whoppers. No. What's a Whopper? A Whopper is one of those malted milk. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like a candies. Malteser. Yeah. No, we had gummy worms at the bar, but no. Did you just eat them? Because <laughs> you're just, like they a baby? Were, came in like airtight. Like a baby's bar? <laughs> oh, I mean, yes, because I was allowed to work there by myself. Okay. But. What city was this in? This was in Burnaby. So I grew up in North Burnaby. Me too. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So it was on Lougheed Highway. Mm-hmm. It was named after a, an element of weather and did not last very long. Storm? No, but. But. I mean, maybe. Ice Storm cold. butts. Close, close, close. <laughs> was Storm it? butts. Okay, so you worked there. How did you get a job? Okay, so when I was, so this was my second job that I ever had. And my sister, so I have an older sister who's only 18 months older than me. And when I, I was probably in grade 10, maybe grade 11. And she had a boyfriend who was like 25. 26. Um, Also, I should say that my sister is nine months pregnant right now and has like so much mom karma coming her way because (laughs) she dated a 26 year old man at the age of 17. But he (laughs) he opened this really weird. So they called it a lounge, but really it was a bar. But Mm -hmm. they called it a lounge because it took over for like a family restaurant in Burnaby. You're really trying to figure out where it is. Trying to figure it out. This was if you're the same age as me, then like that was the right around the same time I moved to Vancouver. So this is like 2003. Yeah, that's I moved December 2002 is when I moved to Vancouver. Casey would have just missed this new hot cultural staple in North Burnaby. Underage drinking. Yeah, I would have absolutely served you and not checked ID because I could never check people's ID because I felt like such a hypocrite. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's fine, just come in. No one has been in here for the last four hours. Just please come in. (laughs) Please drink a whole bottle of schnapps. Yeah, please. It's the only thing I know how to make. That's all (laughs) that is on the menu tonight. But so my sister started eating this adult man when she was yeah i don't think she has mom karma coming her way i think that man has like justice coming his way yeah could be be. that's brutal could be i mean yeah the police came a couple times to that place not for that reason but they just came um, because it was like really horny yeah and just because it was like a cool hot spot yeah um 
Yeah, so my sister started working there when they started dating, and then she, within like a week, became the manager because that's how things happen. <laughs> and then she hired me to work there, and it was just the fucking weirdest place. So the guys that owned it also owned nightclubs in Surrey, which obviously like, must have done, well, definitely did better than this place, but like must have done well because it gave them the money to open this other place. But So they were mostly at those nightclubs and mm-hmm. not at this place hot spot um so it was really just like run by children this like new (laughs) lounge it was so insane i had so i would work mondays mondays and tuesday nights by myself every single week so i would start at like 3 30 p.m i would drive my little teal honda civic down from burnaby north secondary school to this place and like lug out like 55 bottles of like weirdly colored alcohol that I didn't know what anything Sourpuss. was. Yes, it was like really in the heyday of Sourpuss. <laughs> and then set up this full bar, work by myself for like nine hours and then tear the bar down at the end of the night. Holy fuck. I know. Again, like I don't How know why I had to tear it down. Because I worked alone. Like I like opened it and closed it. Nobody else came in other than the weird cook. Some bars do that. They like put away all the alcohol. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like a locked, I don't really know who they thought cared. Yeah. In like a sour post bandit. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That yeah. was a, a serious problem in North Burnaby. Yeah, absolutely. It was really epidemic. You, yeah. So you worked school nights? Yeah, I worked, yeah, a lot. From 3.30 to 4 in the morning? Mm, I wasn't, I don't think they were open that late it? on weeknights. Yeah. It's probably like one in the morning. My God, that's But the crazy thing is, while we were in school, so I went to school in Burnaby, but when my parents split up, my mom moved to Surrey. So I drove from our house in Surrey to school in Burnaby every day. And then I always worked in Burnaby. Wow. I know. So I would like drive home at like one in the morning to Surrey every single night and then get back up and go to school. Could you imagine how much the gas for that would cost now? No, I know. That's, (laughs) you know what? I have a story actually that I will tell about like losing a shift. And I was trying to figure out today why I was so mad about losing that shift. And I was like, I probably spent like a hundred bucks a week on gas then. And that was in 2003. Yeah. Wow. All I did was drive back and forth that fucking Portman Bridge every day. Jeez. I know. That's. Wow. You're really like grown up child yeah yeah <laughs> Not, but i was like i probably looked 12 when i was 16 and i was trying to like fumble my way through yeah well like bartending you just manual. like want a polar bear yeah no, I, <laughs> no I remember they had they had a menu and all of the drinks were so insane it was like purple haired alien and like weird stuff that i was like i actually okay I, sure what do you want like i'm just gonna put the same amount of like a couple different colors of alcohol into a shaker because i don't know what this is supposed to be like i love oh the, the confidence that you had of just like oh yeah i can do this yeah it was like partly that partly like i really don't care yeah you know i mean that makes wow. me probably sound cooler than i was at that time but geez i really shouldn't never have left north burnaby yeah yeah Although I, there's a lot of opportunity for child <laughs> no labor. I, I mean, that place closed within like 18 months. So yeah, yeah, I would have probably never noticed it was even there mm-hmm. too. Because I don't think I ever like hung out in Burnaby because yeah. my whole life I went to school in Vancouver. So it was just like right an hour and a half every day in the car. That's why I know all the best routes to get anywhere in mm-hmm. the lower mainland <laughs> still to this day. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I didn't have any, I didn't know anyone my age in Burnaby at all. So yeah, I was kind of, I don't know. I was a bit like, I was not really like into high school when I was in high school. So I didn't really have a ton of friends my age there either. And I made a lot of friends from North Van because I used to go to like all ages shows when I was a kid at at Uh, Sealand Hall. Hall. Yeah. 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 So I didn't really like hang out in Burnaby much either. And similarly, like all of my time was driving 
home. Yeah. That's crazy. It was crazy. I don't How, know why. Where did, where did your mom think you were working? Oh, she knew we were working there. <laughs> okay. this is So again, in like thinking about these stories, it really makes my mom sound like she was not on top of it as a parent. And she totally was. I think it was just like she realized. She trusted you. Well, I think it was <laughs> with my sister anyways. It was kind of like, you're going to let me do this or I won't come home for a week. So. Right. Hmm. I think she just was kind of like, okay, like as long as I, you know, at least I know where you are, even though it's a, my mom's cool. We put her through so much shit. It was <laughs> insane. Is it just the two of you? Yes. So I have, so that sister is Danielle and we share two parents and we like grew up together. Um, and then we recently, about two and a half years ago, realized that we have a half sister from our dad. Oh. Who, yeah. I haven't seen in a long, long time, but um, we met her like two years ago and that was awesome. And she's oh. the best. Yeah. So awesome. there was always just the two of us, and now there's three of us. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a Brady she... Bunch. <laughs> yeah. It's going to make well, a joke yeah. about I working mean, at a bar. I mean, a little bit like sadder and weirder, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> uh, I feel like every person I know from Burnaby has a thing of like, oh, yeah, and I have a brother who's 14 years older than me, and yeah. we don't talk. Well, the <laughs> like, crazy thing is she's not actually that much older than us. Mm-hmm. She, I think, is three years older than my older sister. So okay. people's harried past. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Harry. Yeah. <laughs> That's a horrible first or second job. Yeah, yeah second job. But My very first job funny. was IHOP at Logie oh. Town Center. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I've spent a long, a lot of time at Lohi Town Center. Oh, really? My last job, that was the closest place to like eat, kill time and eat. Yeah. I always ate at the Greek restaurant. The Greek restaurant. It's in the food court. Is this like na- in modern time? Like yeah, right modern now? time right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. I haven't been there in It was in ancient ago. Greek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was really Guys, weird. that's what I have my master's degree in. Ancient Greece? Yeah, I did classics. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you should try that restaurant. I should try that restaurant. Maybe I can work there. <laughs> and be like, this is not factually Guys, accurate. this mural is like completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they would have never worn that while doing this task. Yeah, the sandals are actually mm-hmm. totally different. Yeah. They're supposed to be two thongs, not single thongs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a thong in between every single toe. <laughs> that made me like curl like, my toes yeah, so hard. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. No. I don't like any sandals though, really. What's the opposite? My feet were made for sandals. Really? Like I just wait all summer. She came mm. out of her mom with wearing sandals. sandals? Birkenstocks. Oh, made wow. out of shame of the family. Placenta. <laughs> placenta. <laughs> placenta Burks. Woven placenta. I bet there's someone out there who has like cured a placenta and like tanned it and made it into leather. Oh yeah. No kidding. Somebody's like copywriting that idea right now. <laughs> yeah. It's my idea. Yeah. It's all right. My copyright. mom's placenta. Yeah. Alicia <laughs> did it first. I have a retail dream. Oh, really? Okay. So after the Vancouver Comedy Awards, uh, my friend Dave Shumka and I were leaving and we live very close to each other. So he's like, if we leave now, Dairy Queen closes in seven minutes. But if we leave now, we can make it. Uh, so we went to Dairy Queen and we got there. And I was like, I really shouldn't have anything. So I let Dave order and... And then I found myself at the cash and he's like, this is your last chance for me to buy you ice cream. I was like, I'm good. And then I just, five seconds later, I was like, peanut butter parfait, please. Because <laughs> I feel so sick after I eat it. Yeah. But, uh, and it was just very fun to be in there and to be really concerned that they were closing when like 10 more people showed up at nine o'clock. Really? Ugh. And this guy who got there at the same time as us, he just was one, he was just the next, like he was first in line, then we were next. He was so impatient he got his hot treats first. <laughs> and then two seconds later, like, and they're so busy. He's like, can I have my dilly bar? Where's my dilly bar? I need my dilly bar. <laughs> that was for him to eat while he was just waiting for the rest of the food. <laughs> but the f- food was immediate. 
Like they're just like, here it is. So that was really funny. And then he grabbed his bag, like he grabbed it in his, with a big fist and then ran out with his dilly bar. And I was like, this I feel is like the it's best weird place to ever. Yell dilly bar in yeah. public. Dilly bar, dilly bar, dilly yeah. bar. <laughs> weird to even say dilly. Yeah. Dilly. I've never dilly. had a dilly bar because mm. you could get a dip cone. Yeah. Yeah. But that eating that little curl of, oh, yeah, of yeah. hard chocolate yeah. in the middle of it. Is that really mm-hmm. good? It's pretty satisfying. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It comes off as like a full piece. Yeah. It's, okay, it's like okay. a medallion. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Like, <laughs> something from ancient Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this brings you back. It yeah, exactly. And wear it, and it yeah. just melts down. Make it into like a signet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People know where you've been. There's just smears of brown everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's dip cone chocolate. <laughs> Jessica, what is your whatever? What my whatever? It's actually funny because when I left the Vancouver Comedy Awards, I also went to a business on Main Street oh. and stayed until they closed, and then felt really bad. Um, but it was don't argue pizza, and mm. I went with Jay and Abdul Aziz, former guest. Was it a Tuesday? Uh, Monday. Have you been there on a Tuesday? The jazz. Yeah, night. <laughs> it's the best night. I'm. I have like an aversion to jazz. <laughs> okay, okay, I get it, but it's like a nice atmosphere. It really made me feel like I wasn't five blocks from my house. You know. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I I have been there on a Tuesday, and they screwed up our order. Like we actually ordered two pizzas, but I think only one came. They put everything onto one pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucked. Um, <laughs> they made it like a yeah, sandwich. Like, totally. Calzone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Calzones are so good. I used to make them. Me oh, really? too. Yeah, they're really pretty easy. My mom, when we would make um, like homemade pizza, she would give me a wad of dough and I'd eat most of it. And she'd just be like, no, you have to make some <laughs> it into something. So I'd just like shove a little bit of mozzarella in it and be like, it's a calzone. Like this counts? Yeah. yeah. And then I'd put it in the oven and she'd be like, okay, you have to wait until at least the cheese melts before you can eat it. And I was like, it's done. It's done. It's done. And she's like, it hasn't browned yet. And I'm like, it's done. It's done. I want it. But anyway, we were there. Everyone was very nice. I'm like eight stories inside each other right now. Okay, yeah, no. Um, we were there on a Tuesday. They screwed up our order. And we were waiting, thinking there was another one coming. And then we realized that it wasn't coming. And uh, yeah, because jazz night was starting. And we were like, it's fine. We don't need this. It's fine. We left. I think I told that story already before on the podcast, but it's fine. But anyway, none of this has anything to do with my retail name. Sorry, I really threw you off there. It was Monday. <laughs> it was Monday. You went to Don't Argue. Uh, we went to Don't Argue. No, that everything went great. We just like ate a bunch of pizza. My real retail nightmare, <laughs> I just remembered, was there was this customer when I worked at the video store who used to come in all the time in the middle of the day. So no one else was around and he'd really just eat up a lot of my time with talking. And he was a... A bathing suit designer. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so he would exclusively rent like trashy, like sexploitation movies. And he'd be like, I'm doing research, if you know what I mean. Uh, and I was like, looking at women's bodies. I get it. I feel it. like, is he maintaining steady eye contact through this whole interaction? <laughs> yeah, he was just, I don't know. He was, he never did anything like creepy overtly to me, but like the, just the vibe was like a little bit. Mm-hmm. off <laughs> um and he was always like we'd go to the sexploitation section or i'd be in there reshelving stuff or doing um doing inventory and he would just sort of be like oh have you seen this one? Oh, it's great and i was like i've seen like four movies on this whole wall and he'd be like oh and he'd just describe the scenes to me and be like oh it's really great and i was like yeah, I don't know how much, like, are you writing this off as a business expense? <laughs> like, it's just like, 
They don't wear a lot of bathing suits in these movies. It's mostly just skin suits. Uh, and I just remembered him because I was like, oh, I need to buy a new bathing suit because I realized that all of mine are at the point where they're like com- too many fart holes. Completely. Yeah. I just blasted out the butt. <laughs> um, but, you know, when they just like get so loose and like, t- like absolutely see through, they're just see through only near the seams, though. So I'm like, oh, it's OK. There's no like seam right over the crotch or the nips. <laughs> so yeah. I can like get by. You know what the worst is? Is like when people spend too much time in front of the jet in the hot tub. Yeah. And they get that like totally clear round circle like right in their butt crack. That's oh, yeah. why I never... That is not a thing. Yeah, that's totally a thing. Because it's like they're they, like, blasting sit against... it on their lower back yeah. to feel good. That's <laughs> why I never sit in front of a hot tub jet, you guys. Seriously, to this day, I can't do I it. No that's why idea. I take my bathing suit off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I just so straddle funny. it. No, seriously, it's like a real thing. It's a wow. real Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's like people's parents that have hot tubs that yeah. have like the totally see-through bathing suits. And they're just like all swingers too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so are you going to get a new bathing suit? Yeah, but not from this guy. Where yeah. are you going to go? Um, Probably like Swimco or yeah. what? what's it called? Like Splash or something? I went to Swimco in November and had a good experience there. Yeah, I, I feel like I do it. The last time I bought a new bathing suit, well, I guess I bought one on tour, but it was, I just realized I forgot to pack one. And so we just went to Superstore and I bought a Joe Fresh one that was like size extra small. And I was like, it's a look I'm going for. <laughs> it's cool. It's just like a very low Venus. It's supposed to be like that. Uh, and then we were on tour and by Montreal, I had no more clean clothes left. And I was like, I'll just wear this as a shirt. It's fine. I'll wear this with cutoffs. It's like, it's Montreal. Like everyone dresses really That's cool. That's ex- actually so accurate. Yeah. That outfit makes perfect sense. And I, yeah, just, it worked. There's a video of me wearing it performing at uh, Pop Montreal. And I'm like, yeah, no one's looking at me, giving me weird looks. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to do my classic trick where I eat as much food as possible and then try them on. So I never. So there's like only one direction to go from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just keep eating mm-hmm. forever. Have you, this is like a local business shout out. Have you been to Nettles Tale? No, I've never even heard of it. They're like a local bathing suit design company i think they make everything here too um and their stuff's awesome and it's like for normal humans oh which is a pro yeah totally i'll I'll look yeah they have a shop now i'm like nice people scared that this man might be a designer for them (laughs) no i I don't think so i think they're like all pretty cool yeah women actually Uh, Mm -hmm. i actually looked up his website one time because he was always he was also telling me like he wanted me to dj with him i just remembered that he was like yeah he was always telling me about these like really rare records he got and i was like you could not be more unimpressive to me right now like i don't care yeah and he was the type of guy who i'd just be like "Mm, yeah mm, like okay cool just like to sort of placate him and get him out of there but I think at one point he was just like talking and I wasn't really listening. He's like, so like you want to do this? And I was like, hmm. And then I realized he was like wanting me to do do a DJ night with him. And I was so like, fucking weird. I was like, I, I, I don't, I'm, I got to check my schedule. And then I just stopped working there. So I never had to see him I'm busy again. forever. Sorry. Yeah. I hate music. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Music's actually bad. I don't know if you know this. Uh, records are evil. Have you guys heard about the silent raves that are like a thing now? Uh, I think I think I've heard about it, but refresh our memory. So somebody that I know through my sister, the one that dated an adult man, nine months pregnant, almost nine months pregnant, almost mom, um, almost mom. Um, she has a friend that does this in Hawaii, and they're like 
totally silent raves on the beach in Maui or something, and you get like wireless right. headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're all listening to the same music and like dancing around, but but it if doesn't people act- were to see you, yeah, they would be like, "What the fuck's going on here?" It's a new form of tai chi. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like- cool though because you could be like have such a big group of people and it'd be so peaceful. Yeah. 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 No, like, noise pollution. Have you seen that movie, The Lobster? Yeah. Yeah, it's very dark. Spoiler alert, there's some animal violence in it, so be prepared. Uh, But there's this scene, it's in a set in a world where everyone needs to be in a couple. And if you're not in a couple, you go to this sort of like resort where you have 30 days to pair up with someone. And if you don't, you get transformed into an animal. And so you get to choose what animal you transform into. And then there's a group of, sort of like rebellion members who live in the woods and who kidnap people. And this is more than a spoiler alert. You've actually like gone right into the whole movie. (laughs) This is all within like the first five minutes. All right. Uh, But they do this thing where they all listen to headphones and just like dance by themselves. Like no one's dancing together to like electronic music. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of like those raves. Yeah, totally. Maybe they stole the idea from the lobster. Maybe. Maybe it's, it's a worthwhile movie, but yeah, just, Know that there's some okay. horrific scenes. But yeah, I, I I guess I would like that. I don't know. I one time discovered a rave down. It was like 7 a.m. Spanish Bank. So like really close out to UBC. And there was just like 80 people hanging out in the sort of shallow water. <laughs> and I was Whoa. like, what? Where? Why are you here? Like, How are they even staying warm? It wasn't even a be- It was the middle of summer. So it was it was oh, like half and 30 half degrees. Yeah, I remember finding, I found a rave in Montreal when I lived there. And it was you like, just open your basement door and you're like, like come oh, on, guys. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was walking home and I, like I lived in Little Italy when I lived there and I was like walking back up from the plateau. And I remember finding this like rave under kind of like where the train tracks pass. It was like that little like overpass thing. Yeah. I was being like, God, this is the most Montreal thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Yeah. But it was, I think like maybe not the dead of winter, but. Like fucking cold. Well, you got to warm yourself up. Somehow. I guess so. Yeah, doing all those cool dance moves. Yeah. Plus, people not, in, like from Montreal don't experience cold the same way I guess people not. from no, not from Montreal. I when I moved to Montreal, I was like so prepped for the winter. I honestly think that like the hellscape that I imagined winter was going to be probably doesn't actually exist on the planet Earth. Because I in Winnipeg, <laughs> maybe yeah. That yeah, there. Winnipeg is the coldest coldest place I've ever been to. That was like minus forty seven or something. I was there yeah. once. Um, but I got like so ramped up on like <laughs> prepping for winter that I went to Costco in September and was like, anything I'm going to need, like today's the day. Like we're not leaving the house between like October and July. And I remember being like, it's actually fine. Like people still totally. live life. And yeah, that's I how I imagine though it goes. It's just like, oh, everyone I know who moves there is extremely creative and prolific because I'm like, oh, you just don't leave, leave the, the house. house. Yeah. And then you write albums and make paintings and write. I'm really like and- impressed by the rate that people left the house. Yeah. Yeah. Left, like life doesn't really all stop. The time. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't know what it's like in the winter because I think the latest I've ever been there is October, maybe November. Mm-hmm. It can be really beautiful and then it can really get you down. Yeah. Too. Like, totally. especially if it's like been minus 40 for. And it's like June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And winter is like, it starts and like November and it yeah. finishes at the beginning of April mm-hmm. if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Want to do another retail nightmare? Yeah. Do you want another one about this weird place that I worked or do you want a different, I can come back to that. Um, ladies choice. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's stay on this tip at yeah. this like weird lounge that I worked yeah, at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was the strangest place. It was like, 
half the clientele was really bizarre because it never really took off because it wasn't open for very long but and because it was like a family restaurant before it was this lounge (laughs) (laughs) it was so weird it was so weird I really wish that I had like photos of this place to show you Um, because they really tried to make it swanky and cool and it just was so not funnily enough it's now a daycare too which makes me laugh but yeah I know in a way it was a daycare back then too yeah well yeah exactly (laughs) except I got paid (laughs) yeah totally program um yeah so the clientele was like half old men like on their way home from work that would come in for a drink and get like absolutely shit faced and then go home to their families and then like half like 25 year old bros that were friends with my sister's partner and then just like half underage drinkers that realized hey (laughs) this person is a child and like isn't gonna give a shit if she makes us some sort of weird cocktail (laughs) that isn't actually a thing so um the like normal day-to-day shifts were pretty brutal actually like there would often be nobody in there for hours at a time which was fine for me. But the parties that they would have would often do pretty well. Like they would like really advertise these like not private parties, but like ticketed parties. Raves. And that that was basically raised. <laughs> and that was like where you could actually make the money. Ah. And that I feel like silly being like when I was 16, I really wanted those shifts. But I, I did. You know, I had to put gas into that Honda Civic I had. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, so I was like really amped on getting those shifts. And because, I mean, after like one week I was there, I had like the most seniority out of everybody else. <laughs> nobody else stayed working there. You were the general my, manager yeah, at that basically. point. No, my sister was still. She like claimed that post and held on to it with pride. <laughs> but yeah, so I like got basically like all the good shifts that I wanted. And even, I mean, good is relative, but all the like, <laughs> you know, the good financial, financially good shifts that I wanted. And so there was a New Year's, party coming up and New Year's the year previous had been really good too so I was like okay great that'll be like a big money maker like gonna put another car payment down (laughs) and so we had a meeting like a staff meeting and the bosses were like okay we have a theme for this New Year's party the theme is the Playboy Mansion no I knew it (laughs) did you know it I could just tell that it was gonna be something horrible I was was gonna guess pimps and hoes because that's what I mean parties were being themed around (laughs) that time so I think there was one male bartender who I remember because he used to try to massage me all the time, but everybody else was like a young woman. Bunny. Yeah. And so the whole thing was like all the staff had to dress up like Playboy bunnies and then like work the night. And I was just, I actually, in hindsight, like I don't actually know why they let me work there because I was so not into it. I was like not into the glory of whatever they were trying to build (laughs) and like just did not give a shit. It was like, you know, a bit of an alt. Like I like obeyed the all black dress code by wearing like black dickies and like weird little leather flats or like vans if the bosses weren't there, you know, but everybody else was like really, like really dressed up and it was like a fancy place. And I just was like, look, this place sucks all the time. You're like, I <laughs> got to go to a ska show in North. Van yeah, exactly. This. I got, I got things to do, but uh, yeah. So they announced this themed New Year's party and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not doing that. Like I really took a stand and I was yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, they gave us all our outfits and I was like, I'm not, that's disgusting. I know. I look back on it now and I'm like, what the fuck was going on there? You were just kids. I know. So I really made like a bold stance and was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. And they were like, okay, well you wear it or you don't work. And I was like, fuck, well, I really need that money. I don't really know why I thought I needed it, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not wearing that. So I guess I'm not working. And my sister was then kind of like in a weird spot because she felt sort of bad because, you know, I was her sister, but the owner was her boyfriend. So she like sweet talked him into letting me do coat check for the night, which like is not awesome. You make no money. People treat coat check people like human garbage. Mm -hmm. It was just like 
ins and outs all night long, just like shitty wasted bros, North Runaby bros, which is like a breed all to their own. MBBs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I was just fucking furious the whole night. I remember like sitting in the coat check room, which was kind of like a small cave by the front door and just being like mad the whole night, but being like, I'm right. I took a stand and I believe in this, like really thought that I was doing the right thing. So um, it must have been like, it was definitely after midnight, like relatively close to closing. And my sister, who is on like truly like the most beautiful woman alive, she's like a stunning, <laughs> stunning, stunning woman. She's Beyonce. She's Beyonce, basically. <laughs> She's the North Burnaby's Beyonce. Okay, um, so she is like a very, very beautiful woman and was always being like, you know, accosted by customers because that's what happens in those places. So there was this guy that was like kind of giving her a hard time all night and she'd like come over and been like, fuck, this guy like keeps like saying gross shit and her partner was there that night and my sister, I guess, went into the kitchen at one point and this customer like followed her in. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so I could like kind of see what was going on but not totally because I was in my cave of anger (laughs) by the door. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw this guy follow her into the back area and I was kind of like, oh shit, this is like not a good situation but then her partner saw and like, went right around the corner behind him and then punched him in the face. Fully like punched this very drunk man right out, like knocked him right out. It's big commotion. They get kicked out. It was like this whole thing. It must've been very close to close anyways, because suddenly like everyone's gone, you know, it's like the end, the party is fucking over. Things are serious. Everyone, everyone get out. So everyone is done. Like the rest of the staff, like finish up. Everyone's gone. It's like me my sister and her boyfriend in the bar. Cause my sister and I were carpooling home to Surrey. And her boyfriend was like, fuck, my fucking hand is broken. Like, I need to go to the hospital. Jesus. So I remember being like, oh, my God, mom is already just permanently mad at us. <laughs> like, she's going to be like <laughs> even more mad because it's already like two in the morning. So now we have to take this guy to the hospital. And I was kind of annoyed anyways because if I yeah. was stupid and I was mad about the night. So I was like, OK, fine. And I think my sister had been drinking. So I was like, it's fine. Like, I'll drive. Let's go to the hospital on New Year's Eve. Sounds awesome. And we go to leave and there's like, in my mind, like 30 dudes waiting outside for my sister's boyfriend because he like punched this one guy when he was alone. Yeah. And this guy like rounds up all of his friends, all of his North Burnaby bros. This is a movie. This is and like, I remember being like, damn it, I'm not old enough to deal with this. Like, I don't want to be the most mature person here. I'm being like, OK, so um, we can't go outside uh, and you really need to go to the hospital and we can't call the cops because you're the one that punched this guy. So like and being like, you're underage. <laughs> yeah, and I shouldn't even be here at all. Like, and my mom is mad. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I just remember being like, fuck. And so the cops like did eventually come and like kind of de-escalated everything. And like we ended up going to the hospital. And we were there for like five hours. And I'm just being like, I should not be having to deal with all of this yeah. nonsense at this age. Emergency, no. yeah, on New Year's Eve. Yes, is probably. And like, the and be like, all right, adults, let's figure this out. That's awful. I know it was so weird. That's a lot. Like, I'm not even sure we have time to unpack <laughs> it, but I, yeah. I'm i angry and this happened like 15 years ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the kind of thing my sister and I talk about now. Like, do you remember that weird party that they let us like be in charge of? Yeah. That whole weird Remember when they dressed children in Playboy bunny costumes? Yeah. <laughs> not this child. No. <laughs> <Let up. laughs> I'm proud of you. That must have been kind of like... I understand the like there was an earlier time in my life where every shift mattered so much. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes finding yourself in situations that you didn't realize were as serious until you're out of them. Mm -hmm. It's just like a thing that happens to, I think, a lot of young people and especially a lot of young women. You just sort of go along with it because you're like, this is just 
normal. Are they, these are nice people. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Or that's like my sister's boyfriend. So, but not nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Like yeah. there's thirty guys. All I saw was the thriller video when you said that. I mean, it did feel like that. It really <laughs> did. It was like in this like weird residential part of Burnaby. Like this, I know you're really trying to figure out yeah, what it is. <laughs> so, are you going to tell any coffee shop stories or do you want to skip it? No, we can do coffee shop stories. I feel like you're so nightmare rich. Yeah. God, we I know. We can always have you back on. Too. Okay, the crazy thing too, and I don't really have any specific poop stories, <laughs> but, well, I mean, I do, but like none of them are like good enough to be like standalone stories. But in thinking of like retail nightmares, yeah, so many of them have to do with poop. Okay. <laughs> but like, Truly, in in different in different areas, like in coffee shops, so many poop stories. What's so crazy to me? Because like people go to drink coffee to poo. I guess so. <laughs> Lucky if it was or so like, easy, I would drink yeah, more coffee. Every day. Yeah, I drink like, or like even oh, like retail, working in retail, there was like so many. I reached out to old friends of mine, being like, "Okay, I'm going on this podcast. What happened while we worked at the store?" And be like, "Remember the time the guy came in and like shit in the kitchenware's aisle?" And being like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many poop stories to work in retail. So this yeah, I've like, had a couple, like the poop in the change room. Yeah, yeah, pee in the, the change room. room. Someone recently told me a story about someone pooping a perfect sphere that like rolled out of their pants. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think I was there for that story. I think it might have been former guest Regan Taylor <laughs> describing. Her own poop? No, a customer a in a store and just like a perfectly round poop like rolled down a guy's pants oh my God. and onto the floor and then they had to deal with it. I think it's Regan if it's someone else that told me the story. I wish I poop pellets. Well, that would make things a lot easier, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. My, I remember my first experience with poop. Uh, <laughs> oh, not, a, not of my own. So when I was in grade... days old. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, hopefully. When I was in grade 10, maybe 10 or 11, we had to do like work experience. Um, and I did mine at MTV Canada. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, it was the best. It was the coolest thing ever. I really felt like on top of the world for one week of my life. Wow. Never again. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and you were like, I'm going to be a musician. Yeah, and I was like, I got to carry the cables for that show. It was so cool. <laughs> um, Child labor. Funnily enough, though, the, the like, I know, I know, totally. And they're like, this is great. You're really making something special. <laughs> Go stand outside on Robson and like try to get people to come inside here. But <sighs> so I remember I was there for one week, like Monday to Friday. That was it. And the, they taped a show every day. And so like the Monday afternoon taping, you have to go outside and like flyer, be like, hey, do you want to come sit in the audience for this really cool, boring show that nothing happens on? Okay, great. So people would come in. And so this was like the first taping I got to see. I was really like just amazed by the whole spectacle of it. And so the audience comes in, watches the show and leaves, right? And they give you snacks. They give you like like soft drinks and like other weird things to sit there in between takes. And so the audience leaves and the director, who I remember being like super impressed with slash terrified of this like really cool woman was like, close the set right now. Like gather everybody like enough is enough. This has got to stop now. And being like, oh my God, what's going on? And she was like, starts the staff meeting and is clearly like not worried about like addressing me. Like <laughs> is talking to her staff and is like, this is it. I've said this before. I'm not saying it again. Like I said, if this happened again, like we'd really be like get, doing some serious things. And they had somebody that had come repeated, like come to the taping many times pooped into a Pepsi can and left it on the audience bleachers. How do you do that? How do you do that? The amount of accuracy. I know. How did they get the can open big enough? No, I know. That's the whole thing. I don't know. But like, (laughs) I think it was her. I think it was her. Maybe it was her. 
But I, so I know, I still like in my normal current life, like know a person who worked on that show and worked on that show while I was there. And he was like, no, it was a problem. Like it happened like 30 times. (laughs) And it was always in a Pepsi can and they called it a poopsie float. (laughs) Was there still Pepsi in there or was it empty? I don't know. I, this was a thing that I saw like really from the outskirts and this was like, oh my God, what is happening here? How do you poop in a can? They must have the tiniest anus. Or like they really just cleaned it up after barf yeah i yeah i'm but so I remember this like very cool like stylishly dressed woman she was like really blonde and like tall and like seemed really powerful was like enough like just completely became <laughs> unraveled how did those people stop the poop in the can no i don't know i think she thought it was like one of the staff <laughs> which so I, crazy. I know i know it's so crazy it's the craziest Holy i feel like fuck. if i could pay money to solve that mystery i might <laughs> Uh, contact what's her name starly kine like the one who has that mystery podcast who like you give her your mystery and she'll solve it love it oh have you ever googled that the poopsie float yeah no maybe there's other reports like what if they were a serial pooper poopsie float okay (laughs) or just (laughs) like a poop in a can uh former guest recent guest stacy mclaughlin posts on facebook regularly because she's a journalist like looking for vancouver mysteries to okay. solve well there you go <laughs> it's my gift <laughs> Put them in touch. yeah seriously that's amazing and like wow. i said i know someone that worked there so we have like a you know like yeah, boots on the ground <laughs> yeah doing the job that i do where we sort of come into a building at the end of its life when mm-hmm. we come into a pepsi can <laughs> And then um, leave it. The only way I can come for a blonde lady to be mad about. That's <laughs> really, That's a really fucking awful fetish. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of layers. There. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's your fetish. Um, but we'll we'll sort of encounter this building full of tenants who all have like pre-existing relationships with each other. And um, this one building that we just finished early this year, when we first came on board, there was a problem there, and it was someone. Uh, they called it the unipooper and it was just someone who was going around pooping and sometimes peeing in like very unusual spots like all over the washer and dryer area oh no so people would like go to do their laundry and they'd go to put money in and they'd be like there's piss all over the money area jeez that's awful okay there's a thing that happens in like the Dan side and in chinatown that people like with new businesses, this happened to a business that I worked at in there. They like put shit into the locks <gasps> like of new businesses. And it's wow. like a, you're not welcome here. Sort Amazing. Of. Yeah. Yeah. And Anti- it's just the worst thing ever because then like some, you know, 18 year old comes to work at like five in the morning and, and poop squelches like, out. Exactly. Or, and then the locksmith has to come and they're like, oh yeah. Yeah. The other thing that people do is super glue the locks shut down there. I've heard about that. And that's a real pain in the ass. Jeez. So, yeah. This town needs an enema. <laughs> right? And then you put that in the lock. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Enema of the state. <laughs> so you've got one more retail nightmare Yeah, for I have us. one more. So this is from a job that I was at for a number of years. And it was one of the situations where like, you know, if time passes and you look back on things, you're like, oh, wait, that was like a super fucked up situation that I was put in. That was a crime. Yeah, that was like not okay. But yeah, the boss of this place was like a bit of a master manipulator. Like, and I say a bit of a, just to be polite, he was like a total like emotional abuse junkie. Um, Let's call him Manipulor. Love it. Manipulor. (laughs) Yeah. So um, Manipulor's like key tactic was to have 
um, really like privileged one-on-one time with you. So it was like when you got those like one-on-one meetings, you were like half terrified, but also like, ooh, I'm like getting attention and I like never get that. And like, maybe I'll be told I'm doing a good job and that will feel nice. And I'll like remember why I work here. Rarely was the latter. (laughs) But so we would have these meetings and I had been at this company for a couple of years by this point. And the meetings kind of became like, less and less frequent but like more and more intense as time went on and I had this one meeting with my boss so this was um in like an industry where we all started our shifts really early so this was like 6 30 in the morning on like a Tuesday we had one of these like scheduled check-ins Jesus and I Jesus Christ seriously I'm just getting to REM sleep (laughs) yeah no kidding I know you so you're like not ready to like navigate like serious topics by that point oh and I think like up to that point that I do think that this boss that I had had a theory that like if he didn't make the person cry during the check in, it wasn't effective. Jesus. And like as time went on, I sort of like became like less susceptible to his tactics and like often would be like, OK, that's fine. Like, tell me I was bad. Sure. I did a bad job. OK. Like I suck. Everything's terrible. That's fine. But he would do things like, hmm, tell me like about your dad. And I'd be like, you're just. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we kind of got it. We started like a friendship and then he like knew things about my personal life. And like often when I sort of clued, I was like, oh, no, you're just doing that because you didn't get like a rise out of me the way that you have in the past or like the way that you hoped that you would today. That is so manipulor. Yeah, manipulor. So (laughs) this one dad. Yeah. So he'd ask me just about like crazy shit or like just personal, just personal stuff that like was not appropriate. Like, yeah, nonsense. So. Um, this one check-in happens and it's like, like 6.30 in the morning. We come into the office and we like, you know, have our cup of coffee. We like sit down and my boss goes, Manipulor, <laughs> says, okay, so today like I want to talk about weaknesses. And I was like, okay, great. Using this like tone of voice that I only really recently realized that I have only ever used with this one person. <laughs> I saw him recently and like heard it came out come out of my mouth. I was like, whoa, I like haven't talked like that since I saw you last. That's so weird. Whoa. So I like adopted my like, okay, everything's fine. Don't yell at me voice. And so he's like, okay, I want to talk about weaknesses. I was like, okay, great. And he says, um, what do you think your biggest weakness is? And I was like, okay. Um, okay, well, you know, like sometimes... Like things come out like harsher than I intend them to. Like sometimes I'm like efficiency, efficiency and like aren't thinking about the way like something might be received by somebody else. And like it seems like I'm mad and I'm not or and he was like, yeah, um, OK, uh, that is definitely something that you do. Um, I've definitely seen you do that. And uh, I would agree that it's a weakness of yours, but it's not your biggest weakness. Oh my God. What do you think your biggest weakness is? I was like, okay, um, all right, not that. I was like, what's the other? Okay, so I was like, maybe time management. Like, often I take on, you know, more than I probably should. And, like, I can get, like, a little stressed out if I have too much on my plate. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's definitely a weakness, but no. I, I don't think it's your biggest weakness. Holy shit. And I was like, okay, uh, could you, would you just tell me what it is? Because clearly you have something in mind and you're, I'm just now guessing and you're, like, affirming all of my like deepest darkest fears about my personality so could you just tell me what it is and he's like okay um I think it's really important that like you know this and I think it's really important that like this is coming from me um you're going to struggle for your whole life because you're just not a likable person what (laughs) yeah what first of all and I was like okay it's 
630 in the morning. <laughs> okay, cool. That's abuse. I know. Yeah. That is emotional abuse. And that person should be run out of business. Yeah. And agreed. F- like framing it that way, just like you're going to struggle your whole and life. I know. I know. That's like negging somebody too. Yeah. yeah totally. That would be enough to just put me in therapy immediately. I, don't I know. I just remember like, feeling I have a lot like of questions so about deflated. this guy, but this yeah. is the kind of stuff that like sexual abusers do to their victims mm-hmm. and to like tear them down basically. Well, I remember feeling like, okay, like what am I supposed to think other than, okay, great, people here don't like me. You know, like what's the other mm-hmm. what direction are you supposed to take that in but But from that. what it so- sounds like from before the podcast when we were talking about it, the people there did like you and did trust you mm-hmm. uh and could confide in you yeah. about things that were happening in the business. So that was ultimately so threatening to him. Yeah, he probably was just being manipulative and trying to tear you away from any sort of yeah. genuine friendships that you might have had with yeah, coworkers, yeah. or calling him out on, on other stuff going on, other stuff. Yeah, yeah. yikes! I know, oh and that's gosh. like a thing that only recently I've been like, whoa, that was a crazy situation that happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm starting to really like that guy that had the bar with the. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring him back. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's awful. <laughs> Fuck. I know. So I feel like that's my like number one nightmare is like just shitty bosses that should not be allowed to work with people. Common theme that comes up though is that they can't work with people so they yeah. open retail stores. Yes, yeah. And then there's there's no check on this power. Yeah. And, and they break high laws, turnover. And there's, you know, people don't have the energy or the money to fight it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they need the job. So you put up with it until you find something better. And then you don't have the energy to to you know make it right or be able to prove it and i know i know a lot of people get into situations like that and they start working and it's the sort of thing where like oh it starts off at this wage but if i stay here this long like these perks kick in and it seems like it's really good so they're super excited Mm -hmm. to to be there and then by the you know fourth month or something they're like this is unbearable i can't like i can't get to the point where i get health insurance or whatever and so that's yeah and they I think the people who are the sort of abusive owners or bosses know that and yeah. they sort of structure yeah, their there's always like another rung on the ladder to like hold out for. That happened to yeah. me when I worked at one of the natural pharmacies in town and I was told like that I would get a X amount of money once I passed the three month probation. And then when I did, the owner was like, no, uh, no one here is making that much money. Why would you make this much money when you haven't, you know, worked here for that long you only work part-time and then years later someone reached out to me on Facebook who knew I had worked there and the woman was verbally abusing her in front of all of the staff and did so for over a year before she left she's just like a horrible person Mm -hmm. like I just got it easy she's just like oh no you're not going to make $13 an hour like I promised you which was a lot of money at the time yeah of course yeah and uh but still and I stuck around for that amount of time and I found another job within two days paying me five more dollars an hour dangling the carrot exactly yeah Yeah. and they say really weird things too like we're a family and we're a community and we're this is part of a bigger picture here we're helping people's health i'm like that's not true you're not helping your employees team effort we're all team members like yeah it's such bullshit and i think sometimes what happens too is you end up working with people you like so you can put up with like Mm -hmm. only having to deal with like that manager or that owner it's like Mm -hmm. a support group you band together well yeah exactly that yeah i mean there was always really great people like coming in and out of the company but like the great people you're like oh i want to stay because if i don't stay then they're alone just you yeah Yeah, exactly yeah i need to (laughs) i need to help protect you from yeah 100 totally yeah manipulator (sighs) unless you are the manipulator guys 
Let's do a let's do a segment. Yeah, no, I feel like up. I made things so heavy. I have like no. way more poop stories. I swear. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want them all. So yeah, hang on. Hang on for toilet okay. talk. Um. So it's time for honking on Bobo okay. or Chuglin or Chuglin. Okay. So <laughs> on the count of three, we all play this one. We choose between honking on Bobo, which is. Some sort of fellatio reference. Mm -hmm, Not not quite sure. Uh, Steven Tyler, get back to us on it. Um, (laughs) Please don't. Tell me how to wear a scarf. I don't know how. Uh, (laughs) I think it's on my ding dong. I don't know. You have to put on your microphone. (laughs) Right, right, right. On the mic stand. Uh, Or Chuglin, which is, we think, uh, boning down. Yeah. Yeah, Chuglin. And on a choo-choo train. (laughs) (laughs) Boning down with a choo-choo train. Mm. Thomas. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. Oh, Thomas. (laughs) I just finished watching all of the, all of Peaky Blinders again. Oh, nice. Is one of the characters a train? No, his name's Thomas. Thomas. Tommy. (laughs) Okay. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Okay, so on the count of three. One, two, three. Chuglin. Honking on Bobo. North Burnaby girl. Wow. Yeah. Well, we really raptured her like the yeah. Jurassic Park raptors. That <laughs> was terrifying. Wow. With your tiny raptor arms. <laughs> two, two on one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Do raptors have arms? Yeah, they're like little short, they're little freakish things. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah like, sort of like I a T Rex. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say like a T Rex arm. Because they're. Wing- oh, T Rex is just raptors? Ooh, good mm. question. <laughs> we'll have to ask I'm past guest Ivan Decker. Um. Next segment? Yeah. Worst present from a family member. Okay. The worst present ever from a family member. The worst present ever from a family member. Worst present ever from a family member. So ever. So this isn't, I guess, ever because it went on for like probably 20 years. What? Yeah. Every year for 20 years. But I do want to say, and I said this before the podcast, I know, but I do want to like really preface this by saying that my stepdad is... Probably the nicest, most like gentle, loving, sweet, normal person in the world. And this was just like a bad call made over and over and over and over again. 20 times. 20 times. But he has recently been like, hey, that was weird. Not doing that again, which is cool. But (laughs) so um, this happens every year on Christmas. So my parents got together when I was like eight or nine and I'm 30 now. So that's that's 21, 22 years. Yeah. Um, and our first Christmas as like a blended family because it was me and my sister and then my two stepbrothers. My so my family like always goes super psycho overboard at Christmas. Like it's a bit it's really it's a bit much. Um, but so the first year that we had Christmas together, as my mom always says, our blended family, my parents, like at the end of the gifts, my stepdad was like, okay, guys, like, that's it. Like, that's really it. It's like the end of the presents. Like, that's it, guys. Like, seriously, no more. Like, really put on this, like, whole thing. And then, like, was like, I just have to go upstairs for a second. And then came and he has done, like, does this to this day. Like, this just happened at this past Christmas as well. And, like, there's no signs of slowing down. Like pulls this seven foot long stocking out of like my parents' closet, like full of like more random presents, which is like super cute and nice. But like, again, a bit much, guys. Slow it down. <laughs> but like drags this present stocking down the stairs and is like, I don't know what these are. Like they're like extra presents. This whole like, you know, charade of not knowing where these came from. <laughs> um, so in so the funny thing about these presents is that so everything else that's like from my parents is clearly like from my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like stuff you tell, hey, mom, get this thing for me. Um, like socks. I really only ever need socks. 
You got um, great socks on right oh, thanks, now. Thanks. But these presents are like purely from my stepdad. And my mom has been like, I never know what they are until they're <laughs> unwrapped. And they're always like the craziest, weirdest things. Like this year we got a, a robotic grill cleaner. We actually don't even have a barbecue. Don't tell my stepdad. <laughs> but like fuck? we got this like crazy that like travels around like a spider and like cleans your barbecue. I don't know. Ooh. But my stepdad from the first Christmas as a blended family up until like two years ago would always get my sister and I like 10 pairs of Lacenza underwear. Whoa. Always. He's just being a practical dad. I think he thinks, yes, exactly. Like people need underwear. But like how fast do you go through underwear? Okay, I know 10 pairs is a lot. <laughs> the other thing too, and he was always really careful to say like, oh, like I didn't pick them out. I just like told the lady at the till to like pick out underwear for you and then like put them on my credit card. Because he was like, always really uncomfortable and i remember being like hey if you're uncomfortable like you, you odds are stop. we are too like let's stop <laughs> putting each other through this scenario because we'd be like oh great yeah i love it like having to like you know when you unwrap a present you have to, like show everybody every every 10 every like one and you just hold them up you're well, like this pair is some great. of them were like not appropriate for yeah. a child like and thongs? like Oh, they were strictly thongs. <laughs> like they were never not thongs. And he wouldn't know because but he wouldn't he didn't know pick exactly because he didn't pick them. So he'd Aww. be like, "Oh yeah, okay," uh, uh, like not really looking at us, like <laughs> like averting his eyes, being like, "Yeah, Aww. sure, I hope you like them." Okay, I mean, I don't, I don't hope that. Like just like so uncomfortable, <laughs> but like did it for every single year for so long. And my sister and I would be like, "Oh my god, like it's Christmas next week. Like fuck, that means more underwear. Like oh my god, what are we gonna say when we unwrap?" Because it was always so weird. And my mom, you could tell, was always like, "This is, is not." like a chill environment but like wouldn't, no one really wanted to be like hey this is fucking creepy because Did you get it, your stepbrothers unders no they probably got some sort of like sports thing jock straps yeah i don't know but Here's like 10 jock straps but now in the last two christmases we've been given gift cards and no longer actual underwear so we That's get good. gift cards to lacenza and not maybe he has like shares in lacenza Can you imagine <laughs> I think that I can totally see why you wanted us to know that it wasn't creepy. Yeah. And I can yeah, totally like see where he's like, ever. Yeah. this is just like a kind of luxury item. Yeah. And I want to give them something that they would use. Yeah. And I'm a dad. So this is just a practical thing that you yes. know, parents would buy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I can remember like my dad, when I was like older and we go like shopping in the States, we had Target and uh, like, you know, whatever I would buy at Target, he'd just be like, I'm paying for this. Yeah. And like more than once, it was like a bunch of underpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, okay, fine, but don't look at it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I think, like, but it's just like, he's my dad. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think stepdads to get like one thing in their head where they're like, okay, this is like totally. knocked it yeah, out of the could park. Have been yes. just as easily yeah. the body shop and you could have been getting like yeah. horrible smelling yes, stuff. Totally. That, we got a lot of that too. That's my stepdad yeah. gave me probably like hundred bucks worth of body shop stuff yeah. every year and I had to keep saying like guys the body shop is a bad company <laughs> yeah please stop spending <laughs> please, your money there please yeah. don't spend I your money really there I really love that Satsuma shower gel though man. yeah but like it's my day yeah all those I carcinogens to, and they kept giving me <laughs> the like lip glosses too and at one point I looked in my cupboard at home and I was like I've got eight lip glosses and it's the kind that you have to like stick your finger in oh, and put yeah. it's just like slimy yeah yeah Vaseline oh, it's so creepy my mom always gives me hand soap I feel like I always look under the counter and I have like 14 like Christmas scented hand soaps I love those why does she give them to me I don't know sometimes you have to pay attention Maybe. and like that's something she might like to receive yeah oh good call okay yeah yeah like you should just start re giving them right back yeah regifting. my mom has a really good basket in like the guest bathroom mm. that's like she travels a lot for work so it's always like fancy like Aveda hotel oh, stuff yeah. it's the best I love their sensitive lotion you get in hotels yeah, it's totally. really nice 
So it kind of burns around your eyes, but doesn't give you a rash. But like in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Alicia, stop putting lotion directly on your eyeballs. <laughs> There's a, I have directly. a, <laughs> definitely take consumer returns that come through like via email at work. And often people are like, I bought this expensive cream and it gave me a rash around my eyes uh, and I kept using it and it kept giving me a rash. <laughs> oh I'm like, God. okay. We will we will take that back. You could have just you know let us know the first time, and also just like put it a bit further away from your. Sometimes eyes. people like how people use products. Like it should not be used that way. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was the next one we we're gonna do? Oh, the ticket. Oh yeah. Ticket. Okay. Yeah. It's time for ticket or click it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We couldn't what? think of. Still. We really didn't ever figure uh, that part out. Are you narking to me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm narking on you. Hey, yeah. I'm narking here. <laughs> That's Thank pretty good. You. Thank, Thank you. you. That's much better. <laughs> okay. I see you driving like a piece of shit. I want to give you a ticket. I'm narking on you. ticket to. Okay, so I now co-own a business. I'm thankfully out of the customer service jobs I had previously. You're no longer boss. a 16-year-old bartender. <laughs> yeah, I am my own boss slash I have a boss that's my business partner and I'm her boss and we're each other's bosses mm. and it's great. Um, so we are two women who often have, I know, imagine us doing our own thing out I there. I guess you get someone no else to guys. do the math, right? Yeah, totally. And all of <laughs> yeah. the power tools. Who parts. drives their car for you? Um, we have to hire people to do that. For okay. Us. Yeah. Men. Um, but we, you know, often have to interact with men out there in the world. Gross. And so often get called miss or dear. Oh, yeah. And like we just finished this job and every piece of like written correspondence was like started and ended with like, hey, miss. Thanks, dear. Thanks, love. Hey, beautiful. And we really just got it. Awful. So awful. I know. Beautiful. Or honey. Like, babe, you know what? The, babe, I honestly yeah. have uh, like the biggest problem with miss. I just feel like that's like, yeah, am I very like dismissive. a 12 year old? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we just wrapped this job and this person I do think is like a well-intentioned person that just like does not know how to speak to people. But the thing about it that makes me the most mad is that when somebody addresses me as miss, I am, I, and I don't know why this is, but it's always been this way. I get like Julie Andrews, I feel pretty <laughs> stuck in my head because that's what I think that like they feel like they're talking to like just some like little flouncy like, oh, I do plants and like I'll build you a thing like. I feel pretty like around. <laughs> so that's what I think. Whenever they say miss to me, then I have that in my head. So as a punishment, I would like them to have that song in their head forever for like a thousand hours. Every time they call somebody miss or wow. dear or honey or so they darling. just like stick a forever. They're just their Julie ear. Andrews forever. I mean, I that know. sounds cool, actually. Just I mean, she's song like pretty charming. Yeah. But I, anything for a thousand hours is too much. Yeah. Yeah, that song though. Except our podcast. Yeah, keep listening. That's yeah, that's a real problem. Yeah, it's just the and I was like trying to think of an appropriate punishment, and I was like, well, I don't want them to be called Miss because that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just don't call people anything other than their names, please. Would be lovely. 
it's yeah it is not appropriate yeah no. alicia <sighs> do you have a ticket you'd give to someone oh man I am going to give a ticket to the Vancouver police. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the drivers here are so horrible and so dangerous. And I don't feel like anything's being done about it. And the Vancouver police uh, is plentiful. They, I mm-hmm. work very close to the cop shop uh, in Canby. And I was almost hit by a car today. And I became very aggressive with a driver who then just sped off because she's in a car and I'm on foot with a lame poodle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to give the Vancouver police a ticket. The ticket is $1 million, which I will put that money towards my own vendetta against the <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's a vicious cycle. I uh, just can't. Like, I cannot understand what's happening here. Is it $1 million per officer per or cop. one? <laughs> just yeah. $1 million. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. That's, that's pretty kind of definitely you. pay yeah. that. I'm just going to be buying baseball bats and those, those, ball, those ball and chain things with the spikes on the end. Maces? Yeah, amazing. Cool. Anyways, yeah, this has been Retail Lamers Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, who would you give a ticket to? I have had a pretty busy month and my car has a slow leak in the driver's side front uh, wheel. What's it called? Tire. Um, and uh, it's just something that Jay and I have been monitoring over the past few months. And because we're not biking over the winter, we've moved our bike pump to the car. So, <laughs> so I was the, wondering what I was doing in there. Yeah, it's always there. Um, so if we check it out and the tire looks a little low, we'll just pump it up a bit. It's great. It's like a little cardio workout yeah. for you. Like it's at minimum a hundred pumps. <laughs> um, but I was. Ooh, that's a good punishment for something. <laughs> I was uh, driving up 12th and I was stopped at a light and a man pulled up beside me in a big, very fancy new SUV, very wealthy man and like was waving at me and waving at me. And I was sort of like, yeah. And he was like, he mouthed the words like your tire is very flat. And I was just sort of like nodded at him and I was like, thank you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't have the time to go to my mechanic and get a, patch or whatever and so I then drove a little bit further and the whole time I was getting really paranoid being like how low is it is it just normal low or is it like low low and then I turned off of 12th onto a side street and I was like well it's pretty low and I pumped up the whole thing and uh, so I give that man a ticket for being really nice (laughs) Um, but then all the looky-loos who are walking past me <laughs> while I was pumping up that tire. It was right by an elementary school. And so the the kids were getting out of school and there was a bunch of little girls walking past. And they like sort of looked over, no biggie, just kept walking. But adult males who all walked past, you could t- a few of them oh, stopped God. and sort of like looked at me, like cocked their heads. That bicycle path. And I had I was listening to a podcast, so I had my earbuds in, but I know for a fact if I didn't, they would have all been like well, what, what your problem here is, uh, <laughs> do you want me to do that for, like, what seems to be the trouble? Like, I, you know, just, that's for a bike, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, uh, it fits. So yeah. Anyway, this is all a fantasy because no, none of them said anything, but a few of them did stop and just sort of look. Prolonged. I've never seen anyone do what you guys have been doing all winter. <laughs> uh, we mostly do it in private. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the punish- punishment... Pumpishment. The pumpishment 
is uh i get to put the pump in your butthole no (laughs) (laughs) just like give you some extra farts oh okay I don't know. I don't think that works that way. Uh, with my pump, it does. <laughs> I've got a special attachment. I don't know. This was just like a weird day. <laughs> it was a really weird day. Should we Puppo? Yeah, let's go it's to Puppo. Okay, can I have three Puppos? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's okay. unlimited Puppo. So I have two consistent puppos, two puppos of my heart, because I have two cats. Oh, mm. nice. So my first puppo, the original puppo, is my cat, Nix, whose full name is Stevie Nix, but he's a boy, so it's, like, really confusing. Yeah. So we mostly just call him Nix, and he's the best cat ever. I Like, I had dogs my whole life and never, ever, ever thought I would have a cat, let alone two cats. But um, Nix was found abandoned in a barn. And for some reason, I was like, oh, if I don't take him, like, nobody will, even though he was, like, the cutest cat and a thousand people would have happily taken him in. But <laughs> I took him in, and he was, like, the gr- he was obviously, like, way too young to be without his mom. Aww. And was, like, just the grossest smelling cat and, like, didn't know how to be a cat. It's still, like, really bad at being a cat. Yeah. And just, yeah, like, didn't know how to clean himself and was just kind of a nightmare. And his eyes were too big for his head and, like... But now he's pretty normal, but I really had a moment of like, fuck, what have I done here by taking this weird thing in? So yeah, that's Stevie Nix or Steven Nix, as we call him too. Make sure that everyone knows he's a boy. And my other cat now by proxy is my partner's cat and his name is Gray Cat. And yeah, I know. (laughs) By the power of Gray Cat. Exactly. (laughs) So now these poor cats have to live together and none of them are like very happy about it. Mm. But they like sort of coexist now. Sometimes they like touch butts if they're asleep. Whoa, sexy. I know, yeah. But Grey Cat is um, like a really special beast. He has his own hashtag. It's Grey Cat Friday. Um, he was a movie star. He was in the movie in Jessica's face. It was just the best. Is it Idris um, Elba? Yeah. No. He was in a movie called Cats and Dogs 2 Revenge of Kitty Galore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he was actually, he's famous. Wow. Um, and the best part about that is because, so he was obviously born or like with a weird tail or something happened when he was really little because his tail sort of like lays flat on his back when he's walking it's like doesn't really operate properly so in the movie there's like seven kittens but you can always tell which one is him because his fucked up little tail is always in the wrong spot yeah shitty movie (laughs) It's, it's kind of the best to see him but um yeah he's great and he's like the biggest cat i've ever seen in my life he's so tall and so big and like wants no affection ever um, and would just like to be left alone for the rest of his life and sleep on top of the fridge and never be bothered by anybody. But um, because he was a movie star, he's like really badly food obsessed because that's how they get them to do mm. anything. So he's kind of the worst in the sense that like you cannot have anything, even like a bottle of olive oil. He recently licked the cap off of the bottle. <laughs> like he's so he's so obsessed with food. It's insane. Holy and shit. it's only getting worse. He's nine and it's only getting worse. Wow. Like today he drank a smoothie. Like he was like full, like face deep in like a kale ginger smoothie. Wow. That's I know. so interesting. Yeah. It's going to clean he him out. sounds great. I know. He's a total nut. But my my third puppo is my um, business partner, best friend, Britt, because she's the best. She is like the smartest, coolest lady. And she had a bad day today because she got in her first fender bender ever. Oh, no. shit. Yeah, we were driving, we were like coming back from a job and we like both had our, had our vehicles and we were like driving kind of side by side on second. Somebody cut me off and I had to like slam on my brakes and I had this like horrible thought like, oh my God, imagine I got into a car accident like 
in front of my best friend. That would be the worst. And like five seconds later, she rear-ended somebody. Oh, fuck. And I was like, no, I think I just made that happen. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. So yeah. Um, extra love to her because she's the coolest. Uh, and that's also the worst. I know. And it's one of those things where you're like, well, fuck, I fucked that up. Whoops. You know? Yeah. I did it one time at commercial on 12th. I looked away for one second and then all of a sudden I was like, I just hit a car. You're like, I'm <laughs> underneath another car. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a lady braked while I was like checking the intersection. And then, yeah, but it was all fine. Yeah. We were both like, I think we were both having bad days. Yeah. Yeah. Her car pony is like a little bit dinged up at the front. but Pony? Pony. That's the name of the car? That's her car, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's my, a cool car. My car's name is Tasha Yaris. Oh, that's a really good name. Um, Alicia, who's your papa? My papa's uh, Hank. Yeah. Who's your papa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my papa is a bit uh, not not a traditional papa. My papa is the live podcast that we oh. did. Oh. Uh, and everyone who came to see it, because they're all amazing. And all the people who wanted to come and couldn't come. And our papo that brought us Laura Secret chocolates from yeah. Detroit. Whoa. Someone flew from Detroit and brought wow. us a bag full of delicious French and frosted mints and also like delicious cream eggs. And two ladies flew from Calgary. Some people came from Washington. Some people came from Oregon. And I think we were just in shock. Yeah, I didn't get to meet anybody because we were bossed into either cleaning the stage or selling merch. Yeah, so I sold sorry. merch. We made tote bags. They're all sold out. We're going to make more. Uh, there'll, there'll be more merch in the future. The live podcast we're going to release on Patreon. Yep. So if you pledge $5, you can get it. Uh, Patreon is a monthly thing. If you pledge it once and then decide you want to delete it, that's fine. You'll still get it. Because everyone's got different, you know, budgetary things going on. But uh, it's really funny. I had a really good time. Our guests were Loren Smith and Graham Clark, two of our all-time VIP guests. They were amazing. I think we were all kind of nervous. Probably not Graham because he, you know, <laughs> does live podcasts like every yeah. other day. He's live podcasts. I was breakfast. really nervous the whole time because of the singing. <laughs> oh yeah and we sang a song at the end yeah um but it was great jay did some playing on that song yeah uh yeah it was really a very positive experience i like i've never been in front of a crowd just making people laugh i mean i've tried to doing banter <laughs> when i'm playing a show but when it turns out when people go to a music show they don't want to laugh even if you're extremely funny <laughs> Um, so yeah that was our first ever live show and it was such a positive experience so thank you everyone if you played a part in that you are all my puppos yeah me too I met you guys too (laughs) Hank and you guys well and Hank too also that sea urchin whose butt we saw yeah we saw his butt (laughs) sea urchin's butt at the vet Jessica and I went to pick up Hank uh, and they had a really nice aquarium and then I was like, that sea urchin has a beautiful eye. And then Jessica said, I think that's his anus. And then we Googled it and 100% this beautiful eye is this conical anus that shoots the waste away from his body so it doesn't get splashed back onto him. <laughs> so ideal wow. anus. Yeah, also. that could go right into a pop can. No problem. <laughs> totally. That's who it was. It was a sea urchin. Oh my gosh. Uh, mystery solved. We got to the bottom of it. Wow. It's... Got, come right back yeah, it feels around. good to come right back around, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> Amazing. 
Uh, so I guess that's our podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for being a yeah, great guest. Thank you for having yes. me. Horrible story. Uh, I know. I'm so sorry. I really brought us down. <laughs> no, no, great no, story. Great story. <laughs> Come back anytime. Cool. The thank better you. the nightmare, the better the podcast. Yeah, it was a true nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug? Um, what do I want to plug? You can follow. So the business that I co-own is called Foliosa, and we do um, indoor plant styling and maintenance and. Um, operate a pretty cool Instagram account that's really just plant porn. So if you like nice looking plants, then follow us on Instagram. Oh, and we'll be vending with the East Side Flea in April. So if anyone needs new Fun. spring plants, then you can come check us out Ooh. at the East Side Flea. I think the first one is April 7th to 8th is the first weekend. Cool. Yeah. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Alicia, do you have anything coming up? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired too. Um, if you guys love us as much as we love you, <laughs> uh, then you will rate us on iTunes and give us five stars. Give us a review. Hit us up on Patreon if you want to get that live podcast. We'll get it up there ASAP. Jay assures me that it's funny. I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> I had a lot of wine, but uh, it was very fun. And also, if you're already pledging $5 a month, you'll get it. You'll get it. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people that do that already. So yeah. In case you were worried about that. Five bucks or more. Yeah. Five bucks, five bucks, five bucks. Yeah. (laughs) That would be 15. If you are pledging 15, you can listen to it three times. I'll send it to you three times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, uh, everybody, for being you. Um, We hope you have a great week. Um, Sorry, I get really mad about drivers. Uh, This is a lovely guest. It's okay. And also, good night. (laughs) Goodbye. Yes, thank you, Courtney, for sharing your life. (laughs) No problem. Great stories. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.